Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Everyone who's written a book loves their book. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. Ask people to buy it. Ask people to leave reviews. Don't be afraid that you'll bother somebody because I'm telling you, you won't. And if you do, they aren't the right person for your audience anyways. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink, best-selling author, three-time fitness world champion, and I'm a crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me everywhere from being a broke waitress, barista, retails associate, and personal trainer with massive anxiety and no belief in myself to later becoming a multimillionaire in love with my life. In 2007, my husband and I lost everything. We found ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at rock bottom. We had no ideas and I had no education to fall back on. This is when I found personal development and learned everything I could about business. 
not by choice, but because I realized no one was coming to save me. The conversations on this podcast are going to let you know that you're not alone and that we all feel like we don't know what we're doing. We're going to give you the tools to help you face your fears, take action, start your business, and grow those massive dreams that are keeping you up at night. It's time to create a life that you can't hide from and put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to come out. You're going to stop waiting for someone to approve of you and you're going to anoint yourself. Because I'm obsessed about building businesses that give women a platform, I want to feature you. So if you text the word podcast to 310-496-8363, you can get your questions answered on our Q&A segment along with a shout out. And if you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, We're choosing someone every month to get coached and featured on our show. It just might be you. So let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. It's time for another quickie because there's always time to fit in inspiration. And again, I am not alone on this quickie, you guys. I'm so excited because I have the incredible Jake Kelfer here. And we're going to talk to you all about self-publishing a book. When do you know it's time to write one? How do you get it out? Tell us about this mythical thing that we call book writing and book launching. Um, So Jake, what is your book and when is it going to be out? Amazing. Well, first of all, I'm so excited for us to chop it up and have this conversation, Lori. It's going to be awesome. Perfect. And for me, this book is called The Elevated Entrepreneur. It's my third book. It's an interview book. So there's many different styles of books. This one's an interview style book and it's set to launch October 18th. And it's all about unlocking the secrets of the world's greatest coaches, performers, and entrepreneurs. Wow. I'm so excited for you. Number one, because this is your third book. That's crazy. Like compared to the first book to the third book, tell me about the difference in the emotional process of even just getting it out into the world. Well, I think every book has been so different for me in terms of the journey, both emotionally and in the writing process. Mm. And what I would say is this, the first book I wrote, I didn't have an audience. I didn't know what I was doing. I was 23 years old, but what I did have was a message. Mm. I had a message that had the chance to change lives. And I felt that even though I was 23 writing a career development book, the irony was crazy, (laughs) but what I had was knowledge and borrowed credibility to make that book count and help Mm -hmm. people. And it has. Now, as we approach the third book release, this book is the first interview book I've done, but because I've known how to write them and I've really set myself up to be committed to the process, Mm -hmm. this book has been very fluid, even though it's been the hardest one to complete. And so I think that when it comes to writing a book, it's all about having the commitment, being willing to take action and realizing that it's a journey and it's going to be hard, but you can get definitely get it done no matter where you're at. Oh gosh. I, I love this whole uh, experience that you're sharing because number one, you're making it really tangible for people and you're showing all of the different styles uh, in which you can come out with a book and when someone should come out with a book. So that brings me to my first question. And you kind of answered it, but I'd love to hear the longer answer of when does someone know that they're ready for a book? So I think that you are ready for a book when you are willing to commit to doing the work. Oh, damn. Yeah. And what I mean by this is writing a book is a journey. It's a Mm -hmm. process. 
But if you have a message to share, especially if you've been sharing that message already, I believe that this is an unbelievable tool to accelerate that message. Mm. I believe that if you are trying to really establish authority, if you are trying to be seen as an expert, a book is the right thing for you. If you already have an established audience or if you already have been in the entrepreneurial space for a while and you're like, you know what, what can I do differently than everybody else? Do a book. Mm. The goal here with a book is based off of your intention. Mm. So when you're ready to write a book, it's do you have a message? What can you do to change the world? And how can you deliver this in a way that's going to build authority, build relationships, and establish yourself as somebody who has the knowledge that people are looking for? So that leads me into my next question, because a lot of people can answer yes. Let's let's say they're at the place where they can answer yes to all of those things. They're like, I'm ready for a book. How can they set expectations around what that's going to look like? Because sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, it's my first book. I want to be in the New York Times bestsellers list. Like how can we, how should we start setting expectations for our book and how does that align with our marketing? The first thing that I do for myself and the first thing I do with anybody we help write and launch their book, the number one thing is we have to set the intention for what the book really is meant for. Oh, I love that. Some books are legacy books. Okay. Those are going to be differently approached than a lead generation book versus a book that is going to be traditionally published versus self-published. The intention will help you determine what marketing approach and the process you need to do. The majority of people, when they come and they like, I, I think I'm ready for a book. The majority of people is not, are not writing their legacy book on book one. What they're doing is they're writing the authority book. They're writing the legion book. They're writing the credibility book and they're writing the book because it's freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. Like let's, let's just make that really clear. It's Awesome. So you have to first establish your intention. Based on your intention, then we can create the path on what the marketing approach should be. For example, my first book, the intention was how do I get on the bestsellers list at 23 years old? Hmm. Well, I figured out how to do it. I'd use paid promotions, I use grassroots marketing because I didn't have an audience. This book that's that's coming out next week, The Elevated Entrepreneur, this is a credibility and lead generation book. So we're using a free plus shipping funnel to really create awareness and to really build buzz. The different intention creates the different marketing approach and the different strategies you want to use around launch, around the type of book, and around the, the, the intention of um, the achievement behind the book. Oh, so good. So I'm hearing that you have a possible way for people to work with you on if they're interested in writing a book. What is that? We have big idea to bestseller. We'll help you write and publish your first book in 90 days. Oh, that's amazing. I literally love that. I wish I would have had that. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. So you guys can definitely go check that out. We'll put that in the show notes as well. But my next question, tell me a little bit about the writing process for somebody who's never written before. Like I know for me, I I had no idea that it was going to be as hard as it was. I thought I would just sit at my computer, you know, schedule it into my calendar. Instead, I ended up consuming more lattes and chocolate bars than I can possibly tell you and not doing a lot of writing. Like, how do you make sure and like, how do we learn what even writing style we are and how do we make sure we're accountable? All the things. What do you do? So this is hands down like the biggest thing that people say is like, I don't even know what to do. I don't think I'm a good writer. Like right. who's going to read my book, right? We start to have all these doubts before we've even like tried. But the truth is you probably have more than one book. 
You probably have multiple books in you. You just need to know how to get it from idea to paper. Mm. And so the first phase after your intention is we call, I call this the Spider-Man phase. Okay. You got to create your web and your web is asking yourself, what's the zone of genius? What are you already coaching people on? What are you already teaching people? Where are your skill sets lie? What are your stories? What are your experiences? What are people already asking you? And what do you love to talk about? When you answer those questions, you start to be like, oh my gosh, I have this, I have this, I have this. Do you already have a method, a way of teaching somebody the, the type of work that you're already doing? Okay. Once you have that, that's the Spider-Man initial web. Then we need to start swinging on that web. And that leads you to a structured outline. And so we try to break it down and make this overwhelming process of, I don't know what to write or what idea to write into a very clear, let's go Spider-Man in the web. Let's then create the outline. And then let's go into the Iron Man phase, which is the actual writing of the phase where we just cause pure destruction and we just execute at the highest level. So that's like, if you don't know what to write, you're overwhelmed about it. First, let's break it down. You can't eat an elephant in one bite, but you can eat it one bite at a time. And this is how we structure writing a book because we think it's overwhelming. It's a lot. We've never done it. Change is new, right? New is scary. Mm -hmm. So what we have to do is we have to break this down step-by-step step and really extract everything that you already know. And then from there, we can start the writing phase. Mm. Oh my gosh. So good. And I'm a huge Marvel Iron Man fan. So loving, loving that. It makes me want to write another book right now, but I can't. Don't let me. <laughs> Don't let me get distracted right now. I'll do I it won't. later. I'll call you later. Okay. So what's the first steps for people when they're like, okay, uh, I'm pretty clear on self-publishing. Here's, you know, what, what other outlets are there? What did that look like for you? And why don't you back up just one more step to how do I know if self-publishing or publishing is for me? So the traditional publishing versus the self-publishing route. I mean, that is such a big question. It okay. Is. For me, when I was writing my books, I didn't have anyone in my circle at the, at the time that had traditionally published. I also didn't want to go through the traditional way of saying, let me pitch 27 times and be rejected 26 times. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted to get my message out. So I went from my first ever idea of writing a book to launch in less than six months. This was the first time I'd ever done it. And I figured it out all on, on, along the way. Mm -hmm. Now the process is much more dialed in. So what I would say is, Traditional, if you have the network, if you have the audience, if you have the people that can get you that, that way, explore it. Mm. If you want to maintain 100% control, figure out exactly how you want to do the marketing, kind of figure it out on your own, I would recommend self-publishing. I think if you are writing a first book, unless you have a huge audience, I recommend self-publishing. Mm. I'm a big believer in the self-publishing world just because it allows you freedom. It's easier than ever to self-publish. There's tons of opportunities and a lot of great things in come. Your margins are typically much higher. You may not get an advance like you would in traditional publishing, but you have the opportunity to get higher margins. Mm -hmm. When you self-publish, you can get 70% on your ebook and you can get, you know, 40 to 50 on your paperback copy. So it again, goes back to your intention, but I would say those are some really big differences in traditional versus self-publishing. So I would say that like, if you're a first time author and you don't have a massive audience, I would go self-publishing. I would execute this first book. I would go through the process. I would get enhance your writing skills, enhance your marketing skills, prove that you can move copies, use it to generate business and awareness. And then you can leverage that into the right relationships, into the right opportunities, and potentially into the right traditional publishing deal. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And that you could take to the next level or do whatever you'd like. So, so those are a couple of the big differences that I would say in terms of traditional or self-publishing. Yeah, I love that. Books are such credibility. You know, in, in a lot of times I see people do it completely backwards with no audience and they want to get a traditional publisher, which ha- it has worked for some people. Um, but it's just the game is so different now with marketing that you end up having to market it yourself. And even if you did get an advance, which first time author advances aren't very big, they can be. I never want to put that story in someone's in someone's brain because they absolutely can be if you do a really good marketing plan. But that's another thing that, I, that actually saves you time from is your uh, book proposal. You don't have to pitch it to yourself. You just get to start writing. And I will tell you that most authors take more time on their book proposal than sometimes they do writing. So that's been really interesting. So you get to cut all that out. You get to save that. You get to save looking for a literary agent that feels like a good fit, all of the things, which is also awesome, but it it does save a lot of time if you really have that message that you want to get out and use it to build your audience. So, okay, tell me about... Tell me about your marketing plan. What are some of the best things that you think that we should be doing? What are some things that you see that we shouldn't be doing? So when it comes to marketing your book, I think it's really important to remember that this is a game, right? We're playing a game of life, all right? It's real, it's fun, it's exciting. And one of the mistakes that I see is we put so much pressure on ourselves when it comes to marketing a book or releasing the book or the expectations that it ends up hurting the book's success. Mm. What we have to do is we have to focus on the outcome, but release the expectation of the outcome. Mm -hmm. We have to do whatever we can to get ready for success, but we can't rely on things that are out of our control. So let's talk about what do we actually should be doing when it comes to marketing your own book? Well, have a launch team. That's one of the easiest ways to get instant credibility, instant reviews, instant sales, rise through the rankings is through having a launch team. Mm. Okay. That when you're doing a first book or even a second book, or in my case, a third book, you're going to have people that are in your audience who already love and know you and support you. You're going to have your customers. And then you're also going to have people that just want to see you succeed. The really cool thing about writing a book is everybody wants you to win. Hmm. And it's the one type of thing where you really feel the love from people that are your friends or on your inner circle. So utilize them. A launch team is a great way though to get reviews. You give them a copy of your book and you get some great access. So that's one thing. The second thing going on along the lines of fun is have a launch party. Mm. And it doesn't have to be a crazy fancy launch party, but invite 50 people, invite your email list, invite whomever you want that's local, have a book signing, take some pictures and people will post. Really awesome. Now, if you're trying to be an Amazon bestseller, you're gonna want to use different strategies such as, paid promotions. Maybe you'll run a free Kindle promotion. Maybe you're going to run a discounted promotion. All of these things without getting too much into detail are all different ways to climb through the ranks, get Mm -hmm. access to new eyeballs that are outside of your existing audience and to boost yourself and your chance to become bestseller in multiple categories. So those are a few of the things that I always like to recommend. And then lastly, which might seem like the most obvious one is you have to talk about your book. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we forget about is we get so focused on writing it and doing the back end that we like don't even talk about how great and how proud we are of this book. Like totally. I am so proud to write my book. And I know that everyone who's written a book loves their book. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Ask people to buy it. Ask people to leave reviews. Don't be afraid that you'll bother somebody because I'm telling you, you won't. And if you do, they aren't the right person for your audience anyways, right? We want people that lift up, not tear down. So talk about your book, share it, post it, give the links, 
Don't be afraid to go on a crazy bender of mm-hmm. buy this with love for your help, you know, because up to that point, you're going to be giving value. And then use social graphics to really add to the value, but also to the promotion, create reels. So one of the strategies that we're using for this book is I'm doing a series of reels. So because this is an interview book, what I'm doing is I'm taking some of the best piece of advice, the best questions, and I'm making a series and series go really viral on TikTok, on Instagram. And I was like, oh, you know what? Let's try this. So I took five of the 39 guests. You're one of them and yours is going to be coming out soon. And I did like quotes that'll change the way you think about business part one, Mm. or I did top entrepreneurs share one piece of advice they wish they knew. Mm, And then it's like part one, part two, part three, they're easy to film. They don't have to be perfect, but they have a chance to really get people an inside look to your book without saying, buy my book. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think we can leverage all of these different tactics and strategies to, to really gain some initial traction, some great momentum, and ultimately some sales and fun which can then turn into back-end growth, depending on, again, what the intention is of the entire process. Oh, so amazing. You've added so much value here. And you know, I know this third book of yours that you're coming out with is an interview series. And it's the first one that you've done like this. And I actually had thought of putting in interviews into my first book, but I was already so overwhelmed. You know what it's like with your first book that it was just like another thing. But I had thought about it because it's such a good marketing tactic. Obviously, I'm here interviewing you because I felt like, oh my gosh, he had me in his book. He's an amazing person. I got to get to know him. Of course, now I want to reciprocate uh, for having me in your book. And also, uh, you know, you have to ask and uh, are you willing to help promote since you're in the book? It almost creates a like, hey, you're in the book. You kind of should be sharing like the book. And, you know, that was definitely a strategy that I had thought of for my book. So when people are when people are thinking of what type of book they want to write, I know that you said it's also probably the hardest one to get to come together because you're waiting on so many other people. And then there comes the entire asking part, which trust me, I just raised money. I know about asking and now I'm asking for other favors. I spend months just writing emails asking. So tell me a little bit about that journey. Was it worth it? Will you do it again? Do you feel like it's going to pay off? I think it was unbelievable. I mean, I I don't think I'd be on this podcast with you right now if, if I hadn't written the book Um, And if I hadn't been introduced to you through someone else who's in the book to make this happen and whether or not we're on this podcast, I wouldn't even have been introduced to you at this speed had I not been writing this book. Right. So an interview book is different than a summit. It's different than a, than an online event because it's a book and it's Mm going to last forever. And it's tangible. People love that type of thing. So I don't know at this point, if I would do it again, But I also, if I do it again, I will know how to have a lot more success with it. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest things with an interview book for me was releasing control a little bit because in a guide or a how-to book or a business fable or any other type of book, a personal story um, or a teaching book, you are in control hundred percent. You get to choose the time of which you write. You get to choose completion. (laughs) For this, I had to do the video interviews. I had to get them transcribed. We had to write them. We had to then get approvals. We had to make edits. So the process was a little bit longer. But that being said, I have 39 people in this book now. Some of them I've developed much closer relationships with others. Some of them I have already been really close with them and I was doing them a favor putting them in the book. But overall, anytime you have an opportunity to build your network at a rapid speed with influential people, you should take it. Absolutely. And this was a huge opportunity Mm -hmm. for me for everyone to know, like this is a huge opportunity for me to, 
to get to know some amazing, amazing people. Some people that I've looked up to for five, 10 years. Mm -hmm. And now they're in this book and now they're not just someone I look up to, but there's someone in my circle. So would I do it again? I'll always be interviewing people. How I'll go about executing will be evolved. Yep. Totally. I think it's brilliant. It's what my podcast is to me. And, you know, I said yes to being in your book because anyone who's willing to go through that and the journey, I was like, yes, I will. (laughs) I will share this arena with you for sure. So I think that is, you know, if anybody got anything from this, looking for opportunities like that, that bring in those big moments of being able to network and, and be even just you know, a, a thought in in the mind of somebody who you want to maybe potentially in the future be able to network with and connect with and, you know, all of those things. So I really, really, really love this. Okay. So grateful for you. Where can we find you, follow you, get your book? The best place to find me is on Instagram right now at Jake Kelfer. And the link will be in my bio, but the link to get the book is theelevatedentrepreneur.co. And one of the cool things here is the book is free to everybody. When you go to that link, all you got to do is cover the shipping. So this is part of, you know, I'll give you the little secret. This is part of our strategy, Mm -hmm. but this is also part of our way of saying, we want the world to be elevated. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that? We give access to anybody who wants to get the book for free, just cover the shipping. So that's the best way to connect with me and best way to get your hands on the book. And it comes out very soon. So I'm super excited about that. Amazing. You are the best. And you guys definitely make sure to go follow him and go grab your free book. You're crazy if you don't. And I'm checking in with your quick reminder of how incredibly important hydration is. So you guys, I have been not drinking as much water as the weather has cooled down. It makes it so much easier to miss signs of dehydration like overheating, perspiration, which means it's even more important to keep your body properly hydrated. Because with all of the things that you have going on, with all of the things that I have going on, one of the main parts of thinking clearly is making sure that you have enough water and you're hydrated. Flu season is in full swing and proper hydration vitamins can help support a strong immune system. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. So not only that, but the product tastes amazing with flavors like watermelon, strawberry, and lemon lime. You're going to be enjoying a few extra drinks now that the holidays are approaching. So this is exactly what you need. And I like to do this before I even go out. So if I have something socially that I know I might have a couple cocktails at, you know, I'm going to be pounding a big water with liquid IV in it. So I love having liquid IV for during my workouts. And also if I just noticed during the day that I am not drinking as much water. And I told you, like I told you before, I'm like a toddler. I need it to taste good so that I drink it. So you guys, it contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. The optimal ratio of glucose, sodium and potassium delivers water and nutrients into the bloodstream. And Liquid IV has an insanely amazing mission to change the world. The company is donating 4 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. They have donated over 1 million servings globally. You can grab your favorite Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code HAPPY at checkout. Who doesn't want to save money? Go to 
liquidiv.com and that's 25% off anything you order when you grab better hydration today using promo code happy at liquidiv.com. Okay, you guys, that was such an incredible interview with Jake. And we're not stopping yet because we have one more person that I'm so excited to introduce you to. And I am sitting here with Justine Sloan. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Lorian. So excited to be here. So you, you're fresh off the journey. Like your book is about to launch. Yes. Like you're not, it's not even launched yet. It is next week, yeah. right? Two weeks, two okay, weeks. Okay, two yeah. weeks. So when this comes out, this is coming out next week. It still won't be mm-hmm. launched and then you can do pre-orders still. But tell me about the book writing process. I know that you self-published. Our former interview, Jake, also self-published. And I love this because I really want to talk to people who have a message right now uh, that really want to get this out into the world. So tell me about your book. Give us the title. And when did you know that it was time to write a book? So the title of my book is Someone I Love Lives Here. Mm. And it's about looking for love in all the wrong places, love and acceptance, and finally learning how to give it to myself and truly love and respect myself in a way that says someone I love lives here. Mm. And (laughs) I've actually wanted to be an author since I was six years old. I have like a little grade school book uh, where I wanted to do all the things and I wanted to be an author and wrote a lot as a child. And I actually write about that in the introduction because Mm. I was very, very creative in grade school. And then when I got into middle school, that was really when I started to become extremely self-conscious about my body, my appearance, I was overweight as a kid Mm -hmm. and it kind of always felt tolerable in grade school. But then as I got a little older and boys and popularity came into the mix, it just felt like I couldn't deal with it anymore. And so my whole focus became manipulating my body, my Mm -hmm. appearance, you know, trying to fit in, trying to be cool. So it's interesting looking back, you know, I've done so much soul searching and really, really examining my story so much to write this book. Mm. And, um, that really came up right in the beginning is that I was writing a lot. I was really creative. And then, you know, I kind of tapped out of that for many, many years. So then it was the end of 2019, November, 2019, that it became very, very clear to me that it was like my divine assignment. This was the next thing to be doing. And what did that feel like? Why was that clear? So I was, I work with different spiritual mentors and healers, and it came up in two different conversations about like, okay, the book is next. And I Mm -hmm. always knew that would be next, but it was like really wild where, you know, two people that in different States that have never met each other, both kind of shared that message with me. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I really believe that. And I really felt that. Mm -hmm. So I actually, it's, it's interesting because I decided to start writing the book in April of 2020. That was when my schedule was going to be more clear. Some other things. <laughs> sure was. Be, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I had no idea that we were on the verge of the pandemic, of mm-hmm. course. So when that happened too, I, I had to kind of laugh. I was like, well, the universe is clearing my plate wow, and yeah. really setting me up 
you know, it was a really beautiful time to write, especially because of the nature of my book, because it is so emotional and, and it was so close to my heart. And I really had to go back to times in my life that were really dark and, mm. and difficult to go back to. So having that spaciousness in my life where I was home a lot and, you know, really got to give myself so much self-care after writing, mm-hmm. that was really, really beautiful timing uh, for me. Oh, I love that. It, it really makes me think about, you know, a writer who's not writing is pretty tormented. And it sounds like you've been a writer since you were six years old. And it's like the decision to stop waiting to be anointed by other people or chosen, especially with self-publishing, right? To just start writing and do the art that you're supposed to be doing. So I love that you're doing this. I'm sure it will not be your last if you don't want it to be. So why why self-publishing over publishing? Tell me about your journey with that. Yeah, I I guess I really wanted to do things on my own terms. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I didn't really want to go through the whole process of an agent and pitching. And I've also just heard a lot of stories. I remember the interview you did with um, Kara Alwell even, Mm, you know, on, on that. And, and I've, I've followed her for years. So even just hearing from other people, you know, kind of both sides of, of the story, I think there's pros and cons to both. Yep. But I just felt really, um, you know, like I wanted to, again, do it my way, have full creative say. I'm, you know, kind of a bit of a control freak and, and I like to do things my way. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it just felt, it felt like the right way to go. Yeah. I love that. And I think just, um, you know, sprinkling in tips throughout here as well. It's the being able to first do it your way. And if you have success and if for some reason you do ever want traditional publishing, a lot of times if you have proof of your writing and your concept and like, look, when I you know, do this myself. And when I have creative direction, this is how it turns out. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's all they need to see to give you more creative direction on something that maybe you sign a contract over. So I think that that is great advice, especially for someone who wants more control like that. Because in traditional publishing, if you don't fight, you will not get the control. I definitely had to stand for a lot of things and and let go of some things. So yeah, just reflecting back to the first cover they sent me where I was like, no, I'm not finishing this book. If this is the Crayola crayon cover that we're going with. Um, so, so next question, tell me about like the next steps. You're like, okay, I've decided because I've done a, a bit of research. I've listened to both sides. I really feel like traditional publishing is not for me and that self-publishing is for me. What are the next steps? How did you, how did you start self-publishing? Self, how did I actually start the publishing process? Yep. Like, what did you do at that point? I, well, I worked with a coach, um, a woman that I'd known for years and she, she coaches thought leaders, so writing, speaking, and, um, she kind of gave me a couple recommendations on companies. And so I did actually work with a company who, you know, went through all the steps to get the book into, into physical form. And it's also a a Kindle ebook. So, um, yeah, so I had the whole thing completed to give to them and, you know, in all the formatting and everything like that. And then we've gone back and forth with the cover art and with, you know, the details with formatting and all of that. But I, I went through, um, a referral for the company that I worked with. Amazing. Would you recommend them? (laughs) <laughs> I've had issues I have, um, to be honest, okay. um, the, the publishing process, you know, even though it wasn't that long and I know that traditional publishing is even way longer, but that was the roughest part of this for me. 
being honest. And yeah, no, it's so good to so, know. I think this is so important yeah. for people to hear because I do hear hiccups no matter what. I hear different yeah. and, and I'm sure that it was for your journey and you can see that now. Um totally. maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe you'll see it later. So you researched, you found somebody, you found was the coach different than the publishing company that you went with? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So the coach helped you through your writing process. Like they gave you deadlines. What did that look like? Because a lot of people, it's like, okay, we can do the research on even finding someone to help us publish, but then the writing process comes and, and they don't realize the amount of accountability and potentially structure and coaching that you need through it. So tell me about that process. Yeah. So that was really helpful. I, um, I worked with her, her company. She assigns you to like a coach editor, and, and then you still really have a lot of control. So I had t- uh, 10 sessions with someone and I was kind of creating my own deadlines, but it was helpful because she was able to come in and um, really help me with that structure. Like you were talking about part of me, again, since it's a memoir, I was like, is this going to be chronological? Is it going to be, you know, based on themes or, and I went back and forth on things like that. And, you know, she really helped me a lot with the craft of writing too. And, explaining things like how to really get people into the scene and showing versus telling. So a lot of really interesting things because, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't really learned about the craft of writing in years, Mm -hmm. but then it also came down to me really finding my rhythm with writing because I was creating my own deadlines. And I think it's very easy with a project, like a book, you could do it. You could work on it for years. Yeah, I was oh even, like, even the rewriting process, I could have spent years just, you know, you can get every line of the book just perfect and totally. then go back. And yeah. So I really had to get disciplined with myself. I knew I wanted it done, you know, within a year's time. And I was able to do that. It took me seven months for the first draft. And then I had, besides my editor, I had four beta readers, two who knew me very well and two who were, you know, brand new to my story, did not know me, which was really helpful to having the different perspectives, but they all read my first draft and just offered, you know, honest feedback and what they liked, what they didn't like. And then I spent the next five months rewriting and rewriting and rewriting until I felt really good about, about the the finished product. Yeah. The editing process, like you, you think you got the hard part over and then you're like, you gotta be kidding me. This is insane. It's, it taught me so much about done is better than perfect and releasing. Um, Mm -hmm. or like you said, you will just end up spending so much time. And and to be honest, it's like the sentences that you love the most or that you, and then there's sentences that you don't think are that great or chapters that aren't that great. And all of a sudden you find out those are the ones that are impacting people the most. And you're like, what? Like, what about this other chapter that I spent months on? Didn't that impact you? Like, it's always so crazy to see what actually impacts people. So that really helps me know to let go. And I'm I'm sure you'll find so many incredible, like, uh, stories that come out of your book as well. So can I ask you for everybody listening, what was around the, the price of your coach and your editor? Like, what did it cost you to self-publish? And I know everybody's so different. Yeah. The self-publishing, I know it was, um, three, $3,000. Okay. Pretty much the whole package. 
And I'm trying to think with the coaching, it was, I remember per month, I think I was spending around 500 per month for the year. Okay, cool. And that included, you know, various things and a lot of support, you know, community as well and, and events and things like that. Yeah, that is amazing. That's, that is, that is a good price. And there's definitely, you can spend a lot more as well for more, just even more hands-on. And then some people just cost more. So that's so important for people to hear that there are just such different price ranges and you have to decide on your budget and what you want to spend and work with that and know that it's the best fit for you at that, at that point in time, if that's what you want to be spending. So thank you so much for sharing that. Okay. What about setting expectations and goals? Because I think this is one of the biggest places that people get really tripped up with a book is, you know, maybe they're writing and they don't actually know what their intention is. So they're kind of like all over the place with goals and almost setting themselves up for expectation hangover, where it's like, they, maybe it's their first book and they think they want to be a New York times bestselling author, which I was just saying on the last one totally can be done. But what are like, what were your intentions going in with this? Why were you at, why were you writing? And then what, how did you set goals around that? Mm -hmm. I definitely, I mean, I definitely still want to be bestseller, number one bestseller, ideally on Amazon would be amazing. And that is my intention. And I'm hoping for I that. Love that. Yeah. We'll send that out to the universe right now. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to lie about that, but. Uh, and I think that's important. I like do not want to yeah. be on here <laughs> saying that because I am the first person to be like, think bigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, looking back over the journey, what it gave me was so healing. And that's mm -hmm. going to sound a little bit, maybe a little corny, but it's really not like I've done so much healing work with therapy and coaching and all kinds of things, really anything out there I will try. But for me, getting to go back through my story mm -hmm. with my adult eyes and relive these things, it was incredibly healing. And, you know, things that I still carried shame and guilt over, I was able to just have so much compassion for myself, for other people in my life, and just such ownership of my story and really seeing it. You know, I still, if I read the end of the book, I still cry. Like I still tear up because I'm like, I can't believe, you know, I got to this other side of these things. And, you know, I'm so proud of myself really looking back. And, mm. and so getting to relive, it was just the most healing thing I've ever done. And now it's been interesting over the past couple of weeks, first, my husband read it. And now both my parents have read it and having them read it. And one still want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. But, yeah. But um, just to say, I'm so proud of you and, you know, the mm. things that they've shared with me, I'm like, at this point, I'm two weeks away and I'm getting chills, but I'm like, I, you know, I do care, but I kind of don't at this point. I'm mm -hmm. like, that meant everything to me to have the people who are closest to me, who I love the most, you know, look at this, you know, piece of, of work and my life story and really, um, you know, give me that um, support has been so meaningful. Mm. So beautiful. I, I remember, I actually remember, I think in Chicago talking to you outside of my book launch, little did I know you were going to write a book. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I brought my mom. <laughs> That's right. That's so cool. I literally yeah. remember that moment. Um, okay. So what advice would you give yourself if you could go back to the beginning of when you started writing or even finding these people to help you, what would you go back and tell yourself? to do differently? Well, the big thing, this took me months to learn, and I feel like I could have gotten it done sooner, 
was just finding, finding that rhythm. So mm-hmm. first I was like, oh, I'm going to have writing days. And I would, I would set aside Tuesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. or like whole days. And yeah, I would tap out after an hour, two hours max. That would be all I could do Same. on the book. So ended up doing very differently, pretty much five, six, sometimes seven days a week, about an hour, hour and a half, first thing in the morning. Yep. We'd get my coffee, you know, do a little meditation, but then I would set up in the same place every day and, and get my work done. And, you know, whether it was good or bad, it was like just dedicating the time every day and really staying in the work too, because again, you really have to be in a certain headspace and kind of stay in the storyline. So that worked so much better for me. And once I was in that rhythm of, of showing up for the book every day, then, you know, page after page, you know, you start getting it done because it does feel so intimidating when you, when you're sitting there looking at your blank, mm-hmm. blank page in front of yeah. you and, you know, trying to write an entire book, you know, it's something that like, of course, no one goes into a book thinking it's going to be easy, but mm-hmm. I feel like you don't realize how much work it is until you're actually doing it. So yep. that would be my advice is just, you know, find what works for you. If it's nighttime, again, for me, first thing in the morning is when I felt most creative and most clear headed to do mm-hmm. that work. So, you know, find what works for you, but then really be disciplined in how you're showing up consistently for yourself. Oh my God. So good. I wish I could have gone, have you gone back and told me that same exact thing. Cause I ended up at the end doing 60 to 90 minutes, just about seven days a week, because you lose your place and you spend, if you, if you're only writing once or twice a week, you spend the first 30 to 60 minutes, just rereading what you had written. Cause you forgot what you wrote. So you're like, did I already tell this story? Did I tell this story 20 chapters back? I have no idea. Or did I already mention this? Did I use this quote? It's insane. So keeping a consistent pattern like that for an hour a day keeps you in the loop of what you've written. It's And it saves you so much time. So it saves you half of the time for sure. So I love, love, love that. Okay, marketing tip that you're most excited about. I would say just really keep your audience, your community in the loop. Mm. I have been so amazed by how excited people are about the book of all the things I've done in my journey. I've never felt more supported than with this book. Mm -hmm. And I think I did a poll on my Instagram stories maybe six months ago, like just saying, do you want to write a book someday? And it was like 90 something percent of people said yes. So I think, again, a lot of people appreciate the time, the effort that goes into it. And a lot of people are very interested in it and, you know, want to hear your story and want to support something like this. So I think, you know, just through this whole entire process, whether I was writing or in the publishing, I really kept everyone, you know, up to date on what was going on. And I think that really builds the excitement. And then people, I feel like my whole community is part of it too. I'm like, you guys, we're almost there, you know, and, oh, so and it good. is like, you know, in two weeks, if, and when, you know, I, I hit that goal, you know, I know it's not just me, it's all these people who are supporting me. And so that's been really, really fun. And, um, my other thing that I've been doing is, you know, reaching out to people, podcasts or, um, you know, other influencers, other women I know who I know they have a story too. again, this story is about my journey with disordered eating and body image and all of that. But unfortunately, I know so many women have a story with all of this mm-hmm. stuff. So I've also created a little Instagram TV series and you know have been bringing other women's stories on and, and sharing that too. So, um, and that really came up because I was like, what do I enjoy doing? Like, I don't always love just talking at my camera, but I love having conversations with women. So I'm like, well, I really love doing that. So 
you know, again, thinking about what's going to be really fun for me to share this message, but I'm going to be excited to show up for it. And, you know, again, if you can involve other people, involve your community, I think that's a really great way to go. Oh my God. Brilliant. Thank you so much for this. You gave us so much incredible advice. Um, and I just know that somebody was listening to this and they're going to go write a book or they'll probably reach out to you. So where can they find you, follow you all the things and get your book? Yes. So the book is on my website along with everything else. It's justinesloan.com. And then my favorite platform to hang out on is Instagram and that's at the Justine Sloan. You're incredible. I'm so grateful that we have collided in this way now. I can't wait to meet you, meet up with you again on another beautiful part of your journey after all of the amazing success and impact that you've had. So you guys, so grateful for you. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. 
Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.